You have like possibly the earliest Cardi interview. I have the first. On the first is it number first, one? Is first Cardi first? interview. Uh, first show was my Fresh Fit pop up in Atlanta in 2013. Welcome back, everybody, to the Soul Serum Podcast. I am your You Really Like Cigarettes host, Clay Bonin. I am usually joined by my brand new phone, just dropped it, co-host Tanner Mavis, but he is not with us this week. It's all good, though, because we are still on the Soul Serum Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Before I introduce our guest today, i got to remind everybody, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Soul Serum. Uh, follow us on pod, on, on pod, follow us on podcast, follow us on TikTok as well at soul serum podcast, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, the main page, the TV page. It's where we post everything, all our goodies, all the other links are in the description. Um, but enough of the self plugging because today on the show we have, in my humble opinion, a Louisville legend. He is a man of many hats, uh, an artist whose creativity lies in many forms, he designs clothes for festivals, DJs at dive bars, directs music videos, animates visuals, and at one point was making his own candles. Everybody, please welcome Francis Tomasevich to the show, man. Can we get a, can we get a clap from our studio audience over here? Thank you. I'd bow if I could. <laughs> How are you doing today, man? Thank you for uh, coming on the show. It was good. I had a nice nap on the way uh, here in the in the back of the Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, yo, like just for so everybody knows, I like walk outside of our house to come get them, and like Wade and Hayes get out of the car. And Frank, do you want to be called Frank or Francis? What do you What do you? Prefer I go by both. Um, uh, I'll yeah. probably call you Frank then. Whatever you're more comfortable case. with. Like, uh, it's like usually like my name's like. What people call me is how I know how long they've known me. Yeah, by. I see. so um, like some people go back to like franchise, uh, and so hard. Uh, hard which like I, I I got that in middle school, and then I I became Fresh Fit franchise, and like <laughs> and so <laughs> Fresh Fit franchise. Yeah, Damn, yeah, dude, that would be like a hard ass uh, Instagram handle. You yeah, I mean it was. It, it was like the YouTube and like uh, everything else at one point. And yeah, so it was a handle at one point. <laughs> well, well, Frank pulls up and like, or like Hayes and Wade get out of the car and say what's up to him. And then like Frank opens the back door and he's just like, looks like he's looking for paparazzi. He's just like, oh, well, I was, I was making sure I had my puffer coat on because it was cold. So like I was like getting yeah. back into out of the the pillow was turning into the coat again and so i had well, to switch it up let's transform. get let's get into some of your work then um before we get into any of your recent work at least um talk to me about where your love for creating and your love for art started did it start at, at manual or or did like did was it before then because let's also get one thing out of the way just found out that we went to the same elementary school did yes. you go to mazik yes you, so you, i went so you I were on the, the line full pipeline, i did the pipeline okay. yeah i was a mst pipeline kid i went all the way to high school science fair every year mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. did it all uh real jcps shit man yeah exclusive <laughs> exclusive admitted the one percent but where uh, did your uh where did your like love for for creating start though oh probably uh i mean really early on i guess just like the the computer labs that we had and just like um luckily at brandeis in the early 2000s they actually had a technology budget which mm -hmm. i don't know if any other schools had but they had like full-on like camcorders and things and um like all that stuff was available to me and like you don't even think i don't think that stuff is available to like people today at some schools so like probably not at that time i mean that was just one facet of like things i was doing then at brandeis but that school really had like a lot of tools because i was in like band playing saxophone there mm -hmm. was doing sports everything so it just was an all-encompassing place of like even the art teacher was really nice in there. Yeah. And so what was, the, what was the art teacher's name? Uh, I'm not going to. Fuck, dude. I can only remember Miss Crenshaw and uh, Miss Spaulding. I think she was my third grade teacher. 
I had Miss Spalding. You had Miss Spalding? Yeah, okay, yeah. Nice, nice. Connection. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I saw 9-11 happened in third grade for me. Oh, so, shit. Uh, oh, that, that was... Uh, what was that like? What was that what, like? Did uh, they roll in the TV cart type shit? Yeah, we saw... We, we were like there in school. Uh, the TV was on, but we were like... Uh, I thought we were supposed to be watching something for like class, I think. Uh-huh. And we turned on the TV and then... We're like, oh shit! What is this? Like, this is a fire action movie. Um, <laughs> like, like so. I remember like somebody saying like, is that the is that the new Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like, oh like, no! Oh no! But we were like, we were wild kids. Like, I remember uh, one girl brought like a whole like I don't know if it was actually weed, but she was like, yo, this is weed. <laughs> like Brandeis bag was super interesting because it's like deep in the West End. It's like 29th twenty ninth, twenty eighth in Kentucky. Kentucky. It was yeah. the twenty eighth in Kentucky. Yeah. yeah, and uh and like so, you got a lot of like uh, cultures crossing that otherwise may not. Have I mean, cross. My bus was a was a wild uh, trip because I don't think any of the kids like that were on my bus actually went to Brandeis. But like the the bus in elementary school and middle school made me the man I am today. Yeah, like, I was in the straight back. Straight up. That and the Tark bus, to be honest, taught me a lot about life. Tark bus, honestly, was a lot calmer than the school bus. Uh, <laughs> that like, is true. That I is mean, true. The, the, the school bus, like, there was a shooting at a school bus the other day, or a few weeks ago. Jesus, man. So. Oof, that's rough. So, Brandeis, though, however, helped, like, give you a foundation. I mean, Brandeis, Old Louisville, where I grew up, mm-hmm. um... Every like just the surroundings. I mean, I was actually like a a violin uh, student since age four or five, a ballet dancer at also the same time, and so like doing all those things, being in performing arts, all that stuff, just constantly learning, absorbing is just all like kind of just pushed into a full product of my just upbringing of that. Just yeah, you know well. So, like I said, like you, you do a lot of different things, but I think we should just work backwards from your most recent work and yeah. we'll get into the rest of it. The last thing uh, that I've seen you put out was you did the music video for Houndmouth um, for their song Las Vegas. Is that the Kentucky Speedway? Is that like in Sparta, uh, Kentucky? That was that was Indiana. So they're from oh, okay. they're from New Albany. Oh, yeah. They're from right across. The and bridge. so that's yeah. at the the what's it called? Thunderdrome or no? No, that's not even. No, no, it's no idea what it's called. I what can is look it name? up though. Is it Thunder? I think so. Is oh. it? Uh, which city is it? Clarksville? Or is yeah. It Clarksville? But I've been going there for the figure eight bus races for a, a while now because I really oh, yeah. enjoy those. Um, and also, just you can go there every every week during the summer and catch a race. And, and it's well, what to the uh, <laughs> what what about that song made you? go when they came to you for shooting the music video what well what made I, you... I was listening to all the songs and i chose that one to to do the that video or that like i was like this has a vibe that could go with kind of me since i've been going to these races anyway mm-hmm. i kind of just wanted that to be on camera because i don't think anybody in louisville or the area has ever captured this place and so I was really just like trying to even to people locally be like, yo, this shit is tight and it exists. Yeah. Right. And it's like ten dollars and and it's a hell of an experience. So we sports room. Sports room. I knew it was weird. It sounds like an eighties like <laughs> like <laughs> like Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he's fighting for his life. Um, futuristic sports yeah. like GM or something. With some wild Reeboks. With some wild, re- bro, I almost wore my wild Reeboks for the podcast. Maybe I should have. These are the the bear brick ones. Is the that what they are? Metacom, yeah, uh, yeah, Metacom yeah, bear brick. Yeah, this is like I got these. Uh, shout out, Homeskate Shop. Um, He's still plugged. I really like. I am still plugged. I, I still. I haven't. I haven't shopped at Homeskate Shop in a while. But like, I I probably still got my discount there. But did you work there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I worked. Oh, there. Okay. I worked there sense. in high school. Um, but the the raffle for these, like, you had to uh, answer a question about a local skate video. And I was just like, well, I know the answer to this, so I might as well yeah. just, like, put the shit in. And I won. And I was like, fuck, yeah, let's go. But I think I, I asked um, for that raffle. I hit up my guy, 754. 
Will. Will Hartstock. Hey, yo, shout out Will Hart. Oh my God, it's getting smoky in here. Shout out Will Hart. Will Hartstock. That's my fucking guy. Yeah, shout so out. I was like, yo, Will, what's the answer to this question? I think it was uh, Original Recipe. I think yeah, it was like, but, what was the first skate video? But that's that's who I asked for. Don't let let him know, but that's who I hit up. But I didn't I didn't get him. Um, what, si- what size you wear? 11 and a half. All right, never mind then, never mind then. What are you? What are you? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a nine. Oh, I'm a nine. sample size. Yeah, I am sample size. I have gotten, man, there were some wild ass samples in the attic of Home Skate Shop. There used to be. And I got some crazy shoots just because I was well, sample size. Yeah, because you know? Tom was like really plugged because he was like a rep for so many things. And Shout I think, out my guy, Tom Horning, man. Yeah, so Tom, Tom was plugged. That's the homie. Ooh, I, great Louisville talk we're having right now. Yeah, man. I mean, I love, love home skate shop. I was always, I would come to the Highlands regularly and buy shit. Um, well, let's let's keep talking here. Um, another thing that I want to talk to you about that you've done recently is the merch for Lollapalooza in Chicago. Um, how did that deal even even come about? Well, I think they, I mean, I think luckily with the pandemic and them not um, knowing if the festival was going to happen or not, they kind of just went out on a limb and were like, let's hit up some designers that can maybe help make this merchandise cool for us. And we want a streetwear feel. And um, they hit up one of Jack's like assistant managers if he knew any streetwear brands and or people, designers. And then they plugged me into or he introduced me to them they liked my stuff and it was just really pretty i think in like two weeks i like designed designed a bunch of stuff and just sent it off and like honestly i wish i like worked into the deal like that i actually like would have produced it as well or something like wild Mm -hmm. like foresight wise like if i would have like just a quality check Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just to make sure like everything's like Did, were you not a fan of uh of the of the the quality of tea well they, 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 they use they chose they like they worked with the teas just like all the print like i told them like they were like you have full creative control we'll do whatever you want ink wise and i was like all right cool like dope like this is gonna be be sick because like i can really like not do anything like i can be pretty creative and like be semi-experimental plus they're probably using maybe a good printer or not mm-hmm. i'm not sure but you you never know and so i didn't see any of the clothes until i got to Lollapalooza um and like saw the physical things and like damn like that's not right and like damn mm. and like and that's they didn't all- even send you like a sample like you didn't even get like a sample i didn't get pictures till like the day before wow. uh mm. But they were like supposed to, but like that's also the like the time crunch of like the festival was happening. So I feel like they just literally got the clothes right. at the like at the check line. That's a good point. I didn't think about that too. Yeah, it was probably a lot of a lot of things falling in place right before they needed to. to yeah, happen. so it was probably it was probably messy as like most things are. I feel like in the music industry, like uh, a lot of messiness. Facts. Very true. So did you? Um, do you get to go to the, like the festival for free? Like you yeah, have backstage uh, we, pass we, and all that shit. I, I really wanted to work, um, actually like a booth deal into it. So where mm. I could sell no nothing at the festival, which yeah. would have probably been an even bigger headache. Um, just like running, like how the scale of Lollapalooza and just like mm-hmm. down in the middle of downtown Chicago. Yeah. It probably would have been a, a shit show to <laughs> try and do that. But I wanted to like, try and get ourselves set up there so we could sell and so like whatever i got paid from Lollapalooza could potentially be exponentially increased by actually like setting up at the festival and they were like uh-huh. maybe 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 uh no and, and like maybe next year yeah and so i was like cool i mean at least i have that in for the maybe next year hopefully it would still be free or hopefully i still maybe design more merch was it hard to work with like a a company or like a festival that big like because soul serum we recently like have worked like our first time working with like a major record label for a video and we've just found that like these big like corporations obviously like we don't have the leverage that they do but like it's hard to communicate it's hard for like to get notes on stuff, you know, like yeah, um, 
I mean, I, I feel like a lot of these big, I mean, with the Lollapalooza thing, it, it wasn't that um, hard. I think there was like me talking to the merchandising manager and then they would reach out to their boss for like approval. And if they didn't approve, then it was like back to me mm-hmm. to like switch up something. So it was pretty like streamlined for them. But I've had experiences where like, like the the Houndmouth video, mm-hmm. I kind of had a slightly different treatment to comparative like what it turned out as but like there was other people and things that didn't fall in an exact place for the treatment to like look exactly like mm-hmm. and i was like well that's okay like stuff happens but like the label wasn't happy with it and i was like whoa like, <laughs> <laughs> like you all came to me like they came to me to do this like- well, well yeah and i had like just done their like i also did their album cover and mm-hmm. like all the press photos and things like art direction surrounding that whole rollout so i was like this is still like in vision with what the band wants right so like what is it is art direction like general art and creative direction like really what you like to do the most or like is there some is there some form of art or uh like content that you find yourself being more attracted to because like like i said in the intro you take photos DJ, do videos, clothes. But I feel like I've seen you, like you you have this mind that likes to make this all-encompassing, like you're really worried about the the whole project. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like art direction is really closely related to that like feeling, you know? I think, I mean, it sucks that uh, art direction has like become such a like cliche, like, <laughs> throw out when people are like the term creative director you're yeah. like okay so like what like, do you really what do does that mean yeah. or like what have you done and like so um like the the resume obviously speaks for itself um mm-hmm. on the ability to do all these things because a lot of art directors are literally just people that are telling an artist i want it to look like this yeah something like that and yeah. that's that's technically just what an art director is at least like in the term in musical music business right like somebody that's cool enough and has taste that is dictating you know what another person to make mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. right now we see like every since everything's become so diy and everybody's so cheap like there's really no like sometimes there's an art director sometimes there's not the organization is all over the place so it's just yeah. like it's all just one rubber band ball so what do you like the most out of this process though like is there something that you are more attracted to than the other or is it all a floating kind of sliding scale i'm not i'm not sure like if i have a it it is sliding constantly and just figuring out what is feasible um like i recently applied for like a curation grant to curate a show uh, of art work and i got my bfa from uofl and mm-hmm. 2d interdisciplinary design so i thought that'd be if i got that it'd be really cool to do this show but i'm just all in all over the place i mean you'll do you'll do whatever whatever the the, <laughs> the project calls for i mean I, tr- I try to like have like you know the mary poppins bag of like mm-hmm. tricks and skills and and ability or even you know, if anybody needs something, I can probably do it and I can probably do it pretty well. Yeah. So. That's what you got to have that. Fuck. Talk that shit, Frank. Talk yeah. that shit, man. Um, well, let's let's talk about something else. You're wearing it on your chest and on yeah. your head right now. Let's talk about Know Nothings. Um, so you co-founded and co-run Know Nothings, yes. correct? What remind me of the other gentleman's name uh it's malachi shockley yes i knew i knew it started with an m but i was not going to get malachi out of that um like we were talking before the podcast i've been to one of the know nothings uh events that you all had no louisville um and for know nothings the, the good old kentucky boy himself jack harlow has worn some of your pieces in concerts and in interviews most notably like the snl performance the nardward interview yeah. he's got the hat on um what does it what does it feel like to see something that you've created on like one of the most widely known tv shows ever it's cool i mean uh 
I wish I loved SNL more. <laughs> yeah, no, right now <laughs> like, SNL. Like, uh, you know. But like even I think the his first Jimmy Fallon performance, I like sort of creative. I'm not I don't want to take too much credit for the like background that they did because I like gave them creative direction and then they didn't follow it exactly. Um uh, but That's how that usually goes, I feel like But they like took an element of it and just like tore it up. And I, I feel like Jimmy Fallon doesn't even have that performance anywhere like i feel like that's how damn really you don't think is it not on it's only on jack's instagram ah really uh, jimmy fallon does not have that first what's popping performance up anymore but i think the label or somebody must have been like take it take that shit down damn bro you were right that's not on here i got other yeah they have the other one of the other ones but yeah, they were like yeah this wild. one wasn't cool interesting (laughs) interesting um but i mean it was it was good enough for like your first performance but it wasn't like a blow out of the park thing and i think (laughs) you think the jimmy fallon team was like i don't think jimmy fallon's team was like take that away i think jack's team was kind of like but i think Mm -hmm. he left it up on his ig because he doesn't really on ig it's a different thing yeah it's still cool but uh, what what is it like though i mean like when you see him like even on like the nardwart interview well i think my in the hat i think my favorite experience with him like wearing the stuff was actually when he met uh cardi at a studio before he popped off he like was because cardi is like the face it's like a picture like cardi has is like yeah yeah. well so cardi only walks up to him because he's wearing my hoodie oh really and talks to him because me and cardi went oh my god yo i have Uh, some yeah so so that's so that's where that like he only talked to jack because he was like hey i know your hoodie i know who made that like how's he doing Ooh, that's and, sick. And so, like, that's how, like, they met and became, like, cool if they're at all cool at this point. But yeah. just, like, got acquainted to each other. Yeah. And so, like... And that was also, like, right around the Jack and Lil Uzi... Like, beef? Quote, unquote, beef, too. I feel like... I think that's why Cardi has his face covered, I feel yeah. like. It's because, like, at that point... I, well, I think Cardi had beef with Uzi at that time, too. True. Well, we'll we'll never really know what, what those guys are on. Or at least what Cardi's on. But, um... But that's fire, though. That's sick. Yeah, I forgot that you have you have like possibly the earliest Cardi interview. I have the on first. The first is it number first, one? Is first it the Cardi first? interview. Uh, first show was my Fresh Fit pop up in Atlanta in 2013 that he ever did. Also, Brandon Thomas, I think that's his name, played there. The guy that produced "Bitch You Guessed It." Um, oh and he like he has he's had like a pretty good career after that dylan tran who was like a 2-9 producer played there a few other like really young atlanta like because we were all really in this tumblr scene and it was just like popping bro i'm gonna just go ahead and skip to it let's talk about the fucking tumblr era bro because i know that it is important for for you and for your style do you miss it? Like, do you miss the Tumblr age sometimes, bro? Like 2011 well, I, I to feel 2014 like, I, I feel like right now is just like a, a rehashing of it with Instagram or like a late, like everybody's kind of treating it in that similar way with like shit posts and photo dumps and like true mood true. boards. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's all kind of just a rehashing of that era. And everybody's now like, oh, I miss 2014 father or like they're going in that like archival i don't know even the like the whole all these archive like pages of like style and whatnot are kind of a similar thing that happened then of like looking at the past and like uh like nostalgia i feel like the biggest difference though is that like the the actual platform and the user like layout of tumblr was way more uh attuned for that stuff we just have unfortunately had to like well there's no like there's no like guidelines of like fit. you could have posted whatever you wanted on on tumblr it could be a super long image it could be a really small yeah. one like like i, I had this audio text posts photos videos like there really was i've never really thought about this until now but i i guess part of what made tumblr so great and what made it so great for people to express themselves is that there wasn't really any rules right like you could make your profile how the fuck you wanted it to i actually in my like thesis at uofl i like was saying that like all art right now is like derivative of post tumblr um like things and like 
that it was like so influential that it was like a whole moment of like an art movement that like happened that nobody's really like looking at. Yeah. Do you, so you could, you would consider it like an art movement? Yeah. Like almost. I mean, at least the things that like came out of it, even like Virgil Abloh and everybody else is from that post. Facts. That is true. We probably wouldn't have the Virgil products that we've been blessed with without Tumblr. Yeah. Man, I I showed uh my girlfriend that the like the iconic picture of like Kanye and Virgil and Don C in Paris the other day and she was like what she was like what are, like what are they wearing and I'm just like oh man like I'm telling you this was the shit back then I'm I'm like this photo is iconic like Taz Arnold yeah uh, yo and it's actually it all started because we were watching the uh the fish sticks episode of uh South Park and they're like I forget who they don't have everybody from the picture. I think Virgil and somebody else are left out, but there's like a shot of them and it's obviously the picture. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I, and I'm, and I was like, Oh my God, I forgot that that like, that was like that. And that kind of sent me on like a random Tumblr, uh, remembrance. But that, I mean, brain. everybody didn't dress like that at the time. True. <laughs> true. It, it was very, uh, like Paris fashion. Like, cause like Paris fashion, it used to be like, you got to come here and you got to like dress. Yeah. Yeah. So like, but that was also like Kanye suit era where True. he was like Kanye suit era 808s and heartbreaks. Yeah. And, and so that whole. Well, I think this actually kind of bleeds into another question that I wanted to ask you. And I do want to kind of come back uh, yeah, to Jack keep, in a second. But one circling. thing, one thing that I do want to ask you about too is uh, I, I've noticed, especially like in doing research for this and watching other interviews is like you, it, it something that really strikes me about you is like your range when it comes to consuming art. Like I, you have the knowledge and appreciation for like high art, you know, elitist kind of art, but you're also very much locked in with like underground hip hop streetwear world, you know? So how can you formulate that range? Like what has happened to where you can do that? I mean, I think, I think, uh, I've always existed in this, like, in the art world they call it like low brow high brow mm -hmm. but um even like existing in like louisville and like i started making clothes through like a graffiti artist print shop and so like those guys identity were kinda, yeah so those guys are like my, my mentors and like just being around them just like i was tagging occasionally out here i got like arrested one time and i was like all right i'm done <laughs> But I would like sneak out of my window at like 2 a.m. and like run around the city with some paint for some reason. Yeah. And just like it's kind of like on some Spider-Man, like see what I can climb up. Am I actually going to tag something? Is there something? Is somebody behind me? The, that adrenaline the, rush, man. It feels good. It's the craziest adrenaline rush like ever. Like I remember I remember painting on top of Baxter Avenue Theater at one point and like right by the sign even though i love baxter avenue theater it's my favorite yeah. theater but for some reason we're just like tagging up there somebody's like hey hey and we just like start print sprinting across the mid-city mall roof to like back to where the ladder is to get off that roof and like trying and we're just like after those sprints man you just like you're breathing so hard like, <sighs> one time when i when i was going through my graffiti uh phase which like was really great for me because i can still like do letters and whatnot like i'm it's never really like left which i'm very happy for but um me and my homie sage fucking like we're tagging some shit in my neighborhood and somebody comes out and they're like hey and we didn't even look bro we just started running and sage hits this corner and i swear like a fucking cartoon character on a banana peel this man just whing, like fully sideways smack the ground lose the shoe you just get back up and run and then after that, I was like, yeah, I don't really like running from people all that much. I think the saddest part was I like came back the next day or maybe two days later. Maybe I think it was the next day because I was like, I just want to see because I never really got to look at what I did. I was like, I just want to see the piece. And yeah. I like get there and look up and nothing's there. And I'm oh, like, damn, damn. they got you quick like with the they, buff, dude. They it so <laughs> fast. And it was so like disheartening to like see something get removed that quickly yeah. that it was just like feels like a personal attack yeah i was like fuck like <laughs> like you know they weren't just like all right we'll get to it later like fuck <laughs> it like and it's not like the 
Mid City Mall is not like a top tier place. Like, why the fuck did they clean that up so fast? Mid City Mall, I can just like smell Mid City Mall right now. You even saying that I can like smell the fucking inside of that tile floor. It's so weird. That that's that. I was gonna go into a weird side story, but we're not gonna well, go into. My that. favorite thing to do there would be to take the grocery carts and play soccer and inside <laughs> the mall and like almost break a window. A hey, um, shout out to the Teen Outpost man. The Teen Outpost. I hope somebody is listening to this podcast from the Teen Outpost. That would just warm my little heart. All the all the anime. Clips. I wish I took advantage of the Teen Outpost. I, yo, I, I feel like I did not like pull up as many times as I should have, man. But I, I think I was like I wasn't on the anime wave, and I felt like I was going to be outside. Wait, I feel like the Teen Outpost. The fact that it doesn't succeed is because they have the label Teen on it. Because so many people that would want to go there are like eleven to twelve, to thirteen, and they're like, I'm not Teen enough yet to they be need in the, the Tween teen. Outpost. It's, it's the, the pre-teen we outpost. The, we need to add the W on there because. <laughs> It's it's gatekeeping. <laughs> They're gatekeeping fucking Dell computers from all these kids, man. But let's okay. So let's talk though. So identity. They're helping you screen print. They're helping you screen is, print, but they also on like a lowbrow yeah, area of well, of art. So, right? but I'm already like, I've already like I'm from Moscow, Russia originally, mm-hmm. and so like from Europe, and going back to Europe a few times, I've been to like. England, France, the Louvre National Museum in uh, in England. So like I'd experienced all these museums, and then coming back to America, also like traveling with in elementary school, middle school, like always just going to D.C., Chicago, mm-hmm. wherever, and always just hitting the museums with like my family or whoever. So it was just like constant uh, immersement, and then going back to Russia and hitting those museums over there, which you see a whole different. Uh, like a lot of art that you wouldn't see over here mm-hmm. but just as good if not better and some like crazier collections that because of like the eastern western divide of like we don't fuck with Russia that right. you don't ever see a lot of this eastern work that's true I've never been to a museum in a in a different country I've never really considered the fact that you would even you would see art that you probably would never have been exposed to before just from like cultural differences and cultural stylings. Right. Well, well, I mean, you gotta still think like the, the whole like com or USSR ended in like 92. Mm, yeah. Something like, so that. like, I mean, you don't even know how much like art from there besides like whatever was like let out from the art world. Like, but it is actually like, even till the internet, like, was actually spread like visually to like all these art books and all these art books now are like already ingrained with like this is the shit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so like you're really kind of does that do you ever run into like this um i feel like what you're describing right now is like like the 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 highbrow elitist art world right like isn't this always an argument within the art world of like you know like art should be accessible to everybody but there's like this elitist like kind of a gatekeeping for for lack of a better term going on i think i think the the art world is just super western Mm -hmm. and and it's been like dictated uh, by western culture by western culture and now and like the art books have just been updated on western culture and stuff in general and like yeah do you ever see like uh like a prejudice against like your own art in in any of these places like whether whether it's something in a more traditional you know U of L interdisciplinary art degree well, or so I'm, I made my degree up um <laughs> <laughs> like oh okay yeah you well, just you just made your degree well up. like like they didn't have this degree of like they were like. The idea of the degree, I think, existed, but like me actually doing it, like, uh-huh. like I, they have all these, like they have this picture of like these posters of all the wall, like you could be a photography major, you could be a painting major, and I was just like, man, I'm not gonna be any of those. I wanna, I'm gonna choose four of those, and I'm gonna be all of that. I see. I and see. so that's okay. how the 2D interdisciplinary, because I was like. Photo, photo film, video, painting, mm-hmm. um, like just everything in general. So I was just like, I'm gonna install. Like in my show, I was like, I inst- did an installation, had neon, this yeah. bench, every like everything. 
That's basically looked like the That's kind of fire No Place From Home tour uh, set up. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, have you done any uh, of like, did you help with any of the tour stuff for Jack? Like, not, not, not this one. Okay. No. I mean, I definitely would like, like to. Yeah. Like, what is it? Well, well, what I wanted to say. Well, they have like a whole tour production company. It's, it gets weird. Cause like everything, as everything scales up, there's like, there's more, you have more. to like be a company. Right. And then you have to like, have like a resources. team and resources and mm -hmm. things. And like, yeah, I got guys that we could build the ear ecstasy stage if, if if it, if needed, it really came down if to it needed it. to happen yeah. like we yeah. could get that shit cracking but would the invoices reflect that uh like would everybody get paid correctly i don't know that's uh, true i guess i didn't really consider net 45 because like, he's starting to get to a point like i wanted to circle back around to the jack point like um well, I still have a different question, but like he's starting to get to a point of like major stardom, like crazy. Yeah, it's like it's, like I'm I'll like listen. I, there's an NBA podcast that I really like to listen to, and the dude literally like referenced the Tyler Hero song, and I was like, this is like a 40 year old dad who likes basketball. It's crazy. Like that's when I really knew. I was like, whoa, this is wild. But um, like as he becomes more into major stardom, he becomes less and less accessible, right? To, yeah. To more indie independent like artists like you per se right I've, i mean i've always been kind of like pop anti-pop but like pop at the same time so mm -hmm. like uh it's definitely a, a interesting dichotomy and like he's also always said in interviews like he's always opposed being an avant-garde artist he wants to be this other mega pop star yeah and then i'm more on the like avant-garde like that's what we do so mm -hmm. like there's definitely like a clash and yeah and vision but i think i believe like you can be avant-garde and you can be a mega pop star yeah i mean look at tyler the creator look at look at pharrell williams i think even like the virgil stuff yeah a lot of it's avant-garde really well i i said a really good point the other day that like virgil um was actually just a graffiti writer that like his graffiti was just products and so like he tried like in his time he was trying to bomb as much shit because like his tag wasn't wasn't great it was like the virgil tag like uh -huh. everything was pretty trash but like he was trying to like do as much in his i mean i didn't know if he how long he knew his time was coming up yeah to end, but he was trying to bomb as big as he could as fast as he could man did you ever did you get to go see his exhibit at the chicago museum yeah it was, it, i saw his uh chicago yeah um me and, and me and some friends went to chicago and uh i think it was september 2019 and I we think, got to see it i think i went twice yeah it was it was really cool seeing his stuff um in that uh like space in that context is that's the word i'm looking for in that context because up to that point i know virgil is like the Pyrex guy, the like the Kanye friend, you know, and obviously Off-White has started and he's starting to make these Nike shoes. But like to see an art installation that he curated in this context, like really gave me uh, a much deeper like appreciation and a much wider lens for this guy as like a legitimate artistic force, like in yeah. our in, in, in our culture. Too, yeah. You know what I mean? I was. I was like really surprised when he did the show because I was like, Virgil, you're 30. What I don't know how old he was at the time, but mm -hmm. he was 38, maybe. I don't know, I'm just Something gonna guess like at me. But I was like, man, you're so young. Why are you doing a retrospective right now? Like, like your work's gonna like keep going and going. Like, I feel like he had to have known for, I mean, he had to know, I mean, at least be, a well, couple years. Well, right? to call it a retrospective is very. Uh, I, at least giving because it's like looking back at what you're working and he had mm -hmm. only started like pushing that type of work in 2012 so yeah. it was like in that last in that 10 year span so just like to I don't know it's pretty ballsy of him but like nobody like really asked that question and um, yeah yeah it's weird looking back on it after the fact now kind of thinking about it because he did call it a retrospective implying that you're looking back implying that like something like this is the end yeah yeah exactly exactly damn bro that's so sad and How, uh, you know and, and you're like looking at the clothes in the spot and you're like i'm not gonna buy this because it's 
everybody's gonna have this and you're like being like bougie to yourself but like <laughs> do you own any off-white you own any i have a pair of one of the, one pair of the shoes um that's it um never never liked off-white um it was also just out of like a indie artist price range like true true what are some what are some uh, brands that you're attracted to from an indie artist standpoint? Like, what's some stuff? Uh, who are some people that you think, other than know nothing? Yeah, uh, of course. But like, who are some people you think are are doing it well nowadays? Man, uh, I've been, I mean, I've been, I love Brain Dead, and they're about. It's funny how like old or they're exactly like the same age as Know Nothing. They just like oh, okay like seeing how they've moved and like come into this full I don't know it's only two guys as well I'm sure their team's a lot bigger now yeah. but like main two guys and um like I love what they're doing and their prices aren't that great bad but quality's up there uh what what do I like yeah these questions are hard sometimes when I Levi's just like spring it on you Really? Vintage Levi's. Right. Okay, not new Levi's. Not new Levi's. Vintage, vintage Levi's. Levi's. I mean, new Levi's, too. I don't buy them. As, at one point, I was buying yeah. new Levi's. I mean, Carhartt. <laughs> hey, Carhartt's uh, are on, baby. It's fucking... Uh, <laughs> what? It's middle of January. Carhartt's are definitely on right now, bro. I mean, I, I'm a big workwear guy. Yeah, you like functionality in your in your fashion, it seems like. But, you know, every everything... Budget wise, uh, you know, the thrift store, thrift, yeah. thrift stores, the bins, favorite store, bro. Man, talk about the fucking uh, the vintage scene in fucking Louisville right now, man. Oh, I mean, it's 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 like inspired so many like other vintage scenes, like De no, for sure, uh, for sure, like because. Uh, Sean definitely inspired like all these other people, like the Wetherspoon. Um, round two energy but mm -hmm. then like that in louisville they took that scene and like i don't know i've i like drove down Bartstown road the other day and saw like three more hype sneaker shops i was like what the fuck like, yo yeah how do these stores keep like popping up like is there really that much business like is, are people really i even i even saw them in the mall too when i was at the mall like there's a whole like flight club in the mall like not called flight club but flight club-esque yeah store. and like really badly made but um yeah it's, it's the hustle yeah it is a hustle i i remember people used to like really be like on used to be shit talking like the vintage wave like oh bro i know this shirt's like five dollars you charge it da, da, da. oh yeah but i was always very anti that because i'm like all right motherfucker you didn't like go to the thrift store then like you came to this shop to get a selected curated uh uh array of products like if you really feel that way bro drive your ass to a thrift store but like if you're friends with the guy that owns the store you're always gonna get a discount so just be <laughs> That's nice to also the, true to the, the people that true. run the spots because man there's nothing like honestly there's nothing more advantageous than being coming friends with like your local blank store owner convenience store vintage store skate shop like any of that bro like be friendly be friend be friendly yeah yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the final message on that one shout out to being friendly and courteous of other people um <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. This guy knows what I'm talking about over here. Uh, all right. One one final question related to Jack, and then we can get out of here. Right. But um, And we kind of touched on this a little bit as you were talking about you're more on the avant-garde kind of indie style of, of artwork, and Jack's artistic direction is obviously much more um, mainstream. Well, I, I don't know if I want to say clean, but like uh, accessible. Well, Jack's, Jack's whole like uh idea of where he wants to go is like a uh, household name kind of a well he wants to be like frank sinatra is like his like key mm -hmm. like i mean and even you hear you see that and that's what they all say like that's like a, a frank sinatra uh reference mm -hmm. um but like he, he wants to be like suit this that like that's what he views as like classic sexy right right classic classic i think is the right is that like the, i mean that's that's what he like envisions yeah. himself as well what does it feel like though when he you know 
grabs you like, Hey, uh, you know, we're shooting the, the route 66 video, or, um, I need a visualizer for the what's poppin' remix or something like that. Like, what is that? Does that make you feel like, you know, valid in certain respects that like somebody who is like at this level can reach down, like, you know, and, and, and bring I, you along? Yeah. I mean, just with those like art direction wise, like I'm dictating like most of those decisions, like with the Route 66 one, that one was definitely like, oh, we want your style on this because it's like a little bit grittier. Mm -hmm. uh, and like that was nice to like still be called. But then I did all the lyric videos for the whole album yeah, as well. Um, and they, you know, and that was pretty much shot in one day and just like try to like knock that all out so i mean it's it's nice it's it's kind of just at the end of the day it's a nice uh, a decent check and like, i mean i wasn't gonna ask but i was you know i had a feeling that well no that i mean it's probably a nice little it's it's a decent check but it's not enough to like live off of of or, course or of like course, yeah. or like be you know i would i would love to be salaried somewhere you know and like oh yeah because sure. even if i'm doing like that work having that consistent are you getting paid like mostly like in like a freelance artist style like are you kind yeah. of just like independent contracting freelancing yeah a lot stuff? of w9s a lot of contracts <laughs> a lot of w man i filled out a couple <laughs> w9s myself this year actually. w9s yeah um man that's something that i've actually been recently like i finally quit working at this restaurant that i was working at and i've been like moving into more like the freelance video and freelance editing uh world and that's one thing that i like really struggled with was like uh like damn like like first well first of all you got to go find your own work but b as far as payments go it's like damn, i get this one lump sum of money like right here in the middle of december or whatever yeah and then like all right i might not have any more money for two months like yes like what uh do you have any advice or tips for people out there who might be listening to try and combat that or live with that style of uh income. i mean i fuck with the apple card <laughs> <laughs> you get it is it is it easy to get approved for the apple card i think so okay. i mean okay. um i think to i mean it, it, i think my first purchase was um an ipad uh, I, I think i just got the iphone on the apple card mm -hmm. and like when you buy those, you like can do payment plans or whatever through the Apple Card. Or you can just pay them off, and like so, you have this. It's an easy way to rack up credit. Mm -hmm. um, your credit score will get all nice, but then like um, <laughs> Soul Serum Podcast number one financial <laughs> advice podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but see, every time you use Apple Pay with the Apple Card, you get um, three to two percent cash back, and so I would use that and then just pay it off with my regular bank account no matter what the purchase is just because mm -hmm. and you can probably put any of your credit cards that have cash back um like a costco card or whatever they have like yeah. five percent on gas um which i have i have but i haven't set up because it's so easy to pay off the apple card on the apple app like mm -hmm. setting up a whole nother thing and is the cash off. back really hitting like that like are you really getting like well like it depends on your purchase but yeah like i mean i mean you just think about it like you're paying this tax and then you're getting three percent back and then it's just like at the little little bits add up pretty fast i don't know it's just okay okay i see it, what you're saying it's like that acorns thing except you're not losing any money you're just keeping your money the acorns thing always felt like a scam to me i never, I never did it i no. never did it but i was like well i like, can't just be helping me that easy well, right like you have to still like buy stocks in the acorns right like it's no just idea. saving it's just putting your money towards different stocks oh is so that it's still it risk is? i think it's still like a risk wow well like like that's that's like you could be up you could be down yeah like because it's like taking your change and putting it towards i see okay i thought they just put it in like a separate bank account for you i didn't know that they put it into stocks i think they they try and invest it and like try and get you up okay. but like all right but like it could you could lose in that same situation yeah you you rocking with crypto and yeah. nfts uh no i i never i don't i like saw nfts how they popped off and like very i don't know i was like nah i'm good on that like everybody i know that's into it that makes them not everybody i know but some people that are it's it just seems all like such a 
money hungry, like greedy, like not art yeah. world centric thing. Well, so I actually was just thinking about that. Like, what is that in your opinion? What is it? What what is NFTs place in like the art world? Does it have a place in the art world even? I I mean, it's art. It is art. It's right? art. It's it's a it's another medium, but it's or another not even a medium because it's only selling. It's like it's a it is made specifically with the intent contract of how you sell it. But like, like I I don't know. I, even like as an artist, you have to. If I was to put up a piece on OpenSea, then you have to like put money up to sell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I've never had to. Other than making the piece, I've never had to like put money up to sell my object. I can just sell this object. So it's right. like honestly like a whole like paywall of entry just to like get into that door. But like I could honestly still sell this JPEG to somebody and get my Venmo five hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, which I have because I've done cover art. <laughs> so like That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> Buy this JPEG for me. They're like, it's an NFT. You're like, no, 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 no. It's just a fucking JPEG. (laughs) Like, like, must be Cash App ready. Cash App ready. Buy it. Three thousand by three thousand. DPI. We got you. I'm only. I'm only rocking with fifteen hundred by fifteen. But but what's the 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 difference? Like, you know, with the the email contract of Word versus the smart contract is just uh, that you have to pay for it. Um, Yeah, and that you might get more money from the but see i don't even know like the royalties situation like you know you're everybody's always talking about the royalties but how much royalties do you get like i think it depends on, on your sale. contract right okay like, john you might know right like you could make it you just choose how much yeah like 10%. yeah damn I'm, i'd make my 50 percent. fuck the 10 percent, bro i'm getting so like if i make something and i sell it for three coins no not three if i sell it for but four it, coins the, so i get the four coins then that person sells it for eight coins but i'm getting four of those coins because i'm gonna make my i think 50%. but like the whole big scam is that people are like buying something of their that they make their own for like two million dollars and then like selling it oh. selling it at back to themselves at like 180 and then they're like i don't know it's like it's a boosting situation yeah and then it's they're like, like so they're like oh the price is actually this because we got it for this yeah i like, didn't even know that so there's bro. this like that whole like game and then like out of i think the profile picture shit is mad goofy <laughs> um, do you really what's like what's goofy about it I, i'm not i'm not saying that it's like awesome but like what's like what's goofy about it. if i bought this jpeg i want to be like yeah look at my well it's just it's it's just like we ha- we've been having profile pictures since like 2000 whatever whenever profile pictures first started and like yeah yahoo avatars were being built and all this the so aim yeah chats so, i don't know that. it just seems very like goofy that it can be sold for that it's like uh it's also just not good artwork <laughs> dude i saw there was one so i i have i'm i haven't been on twitter since like april of 2019 or something like that recently um i've been doing some of the tweets for like soul serum and we follow some crypto person on there i don't know what it is but they posted the worst nft art the other day like it was it was uh it was just like some like it was like a bull with like the american flag and like some shit like that and it was the first time where i was ever like that is bad like this well is, like this is really bad i had right a, a, a friend that was like on their instagram like yo i'm gonna start selling my nudes as nft it as and i was like oh but but like what the the, the goofy thing about it is that like the image is already like out there and everybody can see it like there's no exclusivity it's not like you buy it and the pixels go away uh, <laughs> like <laughs> you're like oh god like you're you just putting it for sale is selling nudes as an nft man that is so that and, is some real 21st century ass shit right there man but like i think if you go on like open sea earlier like when i first was on there there was like hella different porn 
like on for for sale. Um, John, what's your what's your take on like NFT porn? <laughs> no take. You're not you're not buying anybody's. Do, uh, like unlockable content. With yeah. NFT, t- so that's where I would see it. Like, yeah, that's that's what I would like, think. Okay. Stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, you get to see that when you buy it, but I don't know. Okay, there's. I think, yo, the porn industry is always gonna find out a way to get their oh, bag yeah. in they, there. You know what I mean? They're probably in there. They're already in NFT hub. <laughs> <laughs> no NFT hub. You go and search your categories. You're like they're counting monkey the, blue. They're counting the peas. <laughs> Are NFTs pushing p? Let's really get down to the discussion here. You think you think NFTs are P? Uh, they ain't P to me. <laughs> <laughs> Except Gunna has a, a tattooed on him, so he obviously. Oh my God, that's right. Gunna does have a fucking NFT tattooed on him. Yeah, I think it, as far as it relates to like hip hop and like rappers and whatnot, it's just like a different like form of jewelry. Well, people have run out of right? things to flex. Yeah. Li- literally bro they've literally like, run out of things to flex because like future fashion. future buying a fucking board ape for like 300k or whatever future was not like on his well, no. laptop just like do you do you see like you know the, the instagram transactions go down they always are like but courtesy of this guy like it's like a like they'll have like a team of like two white dudes that come through <laughs> and sit next down to future on a couch and they're like purchasing the nft for him they're like they're like here here's how you do this and like he's not doing anything and they honestly know. might be buying the thing for him just for their own publicity to say like there's no like there's no actual like fact that future bought it besides like this marketing agency comes and buys it for you and gives it to you. Like, cause every time I've seen a rapper buy it, they have the team of white guys that come through with the computer. I didn't like, know that. I didn't like, notice that, that it's like, like a, courtesy of, well, it doesn't somebody. say courtesy. They're like, this guy bought it, but there's a whole video, there's a rollout. And it's like the guy next to him is like on the oh computer and, and, and gun is like, yeah, I just bought this NFT. And then it's like, <laughs> same, like post, run out of things. Same thing flex, with like post bro, Malone. Like they're not like on their meta mask. Like, making the purchase they're like they have somebody come through and it's a it's a like transaction yo the metaverse i've like purposefully like not even like i mean i've got i've got my my crypto wallet you got do you you buying a like i'm not buying anything you buying meta meta real estate like a meta acre well like it's just everything that is sold right now has like another place that is free like, what, do you mean, what do you mean by that? Like there's Minecraft and you can have a plot of land on Minecraft and that's free. Or you could buy it and it's developed <laughs> and it works. Or you could buy true. a plot of land on land.com <laughs> and it's never going to work <laughs> because they don't have a team of dope developers. Yeah. Soul Serum Podcast is not only a hip hop podcast, it's a financial and crypto <laughs> and metaverse podcast. As hey, this well. is what the MST degree. This is the hey man, you are looking at well, I didn't I didn't do the whole pipeline. I did Brandeis, Highland, and Atherton. Nice. But, uh, That's a different pipeline. It's a different pipeline, yeah. Shout out to the Scotties and the the now now the Atherton Ravens. Yeah. Not the Atherton Rebels anymore. We got to tie it into Atherton Rebellion Ravens or something like that. That somehow <laughs> the rebellious Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, honestly, gotta, a Raven might. I mean, like I rock with the Baltimore Ravens because of Lamar Jackson. So I, I mean, you guys had like a Confederate Ravens. guy as your logo. Yeah, Atherton, yeah. So it was like kind of. It, it was, makes it makes sense. Like like it was not. I was obviously not like directly racist, but when you looked at the logo, you're like. That guy definitely was fighting for slaves, like for sure, hundred mm-hmm. percent. What was the uh, manuals? You all were like the fucking Rams. Or yeah, the it was crimson, crimson Rams. Yeah, yeah Crimson yeah. Rams. Yeah. I lived my my parents' house that I lived in was literally uh, like right next to Manual Stadium, so I like snuck ah. into a bunch of Manual games. Actually, yeah, I would that, just like it would be like a so so. Um, Derry Dell or uh Ooh, Jerry or Derry Castle. All right, if we if, if I'm gonna keep it a whole bean with you, <laughs> Derry Castle is more like the like date spot. The more mm-hmm. like I just want some nice soft serve ice cream. Go to Derry Castle after a baseball game. Derry uh-huh. Castle, Derry Dell though is the like I, I'm going for quality here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh. I need some popcorn chicken 
and a milkshake type shit. That's that's where Dairy Dell comes. Dairy Dell's my spot. I'm Dairy Dell. I'm rocking with Dairy Dell. I'm rocking with the Oscars fucking hardware plus, right there. Plus they had a during the pandemic they had a whole drive through going that was was like oh popping. for real yeah you, you you they would just like the line would get deep and you would just Hell yeah and they'd have the little kids come up with their iPads like running the orders. There's a place up here some in um I forget what it is. It's kind of like over by NKU. John, what is that area called? All right, so boom, you go down the road behind Barley Corns. Is it the Dairy Bar? Yes, the Dairy Bar. They have one of those up here. It's called the Dairy Bar. It's like a drive-through situation, but like they got like burgers and like chicken sandwiches and shit. Or you can get a a raspberry chocolate milkshake. I think they got that all at Dairy Dell too. You just nobody orders it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know why you would order the chicken sandwich. You can get you can go to the fucking you marathon just, you just next get the, door. The taco and get some in a bag. Oh, the taco in a bag, man! Shout out, shout out to the good people at Larry's in Covington. They make a taco in a bag. Wait, the, the best taco in the bag I ever had was on the river. Like little kids pull up in a canoe, <laughs> and they got like a grill going on their canoe, and they're just hey taco yo, <laughs> that's mad dangerous. They just got the charcoal grill out on the canoe. That's mad dangerous. I think it was like some type of electric joint, but it might oh, have like God. some like it's still dangerous, probably because. <laughs> definitely still dangerous definitely still dangerous it might have um, been i'm i'm imagining canoe but it was probably one of those bad fishing boats that it, but the john boats that yeah like, gah, 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 you know um well is there anything else you want to talk about anything you need to speak on get off your chest before we get out of here no i mean it's been fun you yeah. know i'm uh, glad that we finally did this man like i really like i, I i've i appreciate what you have done uh, like when I was growing up in Louisville, what you were doing in the like streetwear fashion, like music scene, like I really appreciated what you were doing. So it's a really cool full circle moment to have you here. Yeah, so I you. appreciate that, man. Um, new, new, no, nothing soonish. You uh, heard the man. Uh, Hayes is wearing a, a, a sample sweater that should be Sheesh. dropping soon enough. Okay. Okay. Um, on his episode, last episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh and uh-huh. Um, what else? that's you know things are going great where Uh, can the people find you at man if they want to reach out if they want to follow francis tomasovich t-h-o-m-a-s-o-v-i-c-h and the francis is with an i uh if you just search that you can find most things related to me at this point Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and just tiktok frank white lemon with the with the emoji very rare how's your wait is the emoji in your app yeah, yeah, I have the um, I have the emoji in my at okay. uh, TikTok wants me to change it, and I'm never gonna change it. Nah, fuck that they, TikTok. They, they have a little bubble that's like, change your name. This is against our user policy, and honestly, and it has a not now button, and I'm just like, not like. <laughs> is there a never button? It's <laughs> like I'm never changing this. Like everybody, if I ever comment on somebody's like post, since I have like an emoji next to my name, everybody just like replies like how did you get an emoji how did you do that it's exclusive sorry and it's like yeah they probably wouldn't let me put one in mind in the soul serum podcast no they, no it's, it's not allowed for anybody i don't then how do you have it the, what I, do you i don't know how i got i made the username and i was like i can put an emoji in this and like <laughs> it worked look and, man if you have an inside man at tiktok just let us know just yeah um i had one video go viral on tiktok and i haven't had success after that they're probably uh they shadow, saw, shadow banning after yeah, the, the the emoji they're like they they're did, like though. hey if you change this we'll let you uh pop off again but no damn you gotta beat the algorithm bro but uh, yeah I don't, I don't know i like tiktok a lot just like for learning yeah it's very interesting we actually the episode that's gonna come out um before your all's interviews we talked about that we recorded earlier this week was about like tiktok uh as a means of music promotion like Mm. for up-and-coming artists um but in that as well it's like you know tiktok has many uses other than just like the music promotion it's awesome for for up-and-coming independent artists but like you could also learn how to make a chest of drawers on tiktok you know what i mean like crazy shit like all that so uh, much so much content so much content and if you want some more content you can go follow us on instagram and twitter at soul serum the soul serum tv instagram as well follow us on tiktok at soul serum podcast at soul serum tv oh you like the rug
Yeah. I was just making sure they know how it's, it's a spelled. little the rug the rug is there's a stain right here. We Oof. can't put that up. I need a I need a I need some fucking oxyclean, bro. I need to disinfect. How do you stain shit. it? Uh, I honestly don't know. This used to be, it was in the old set in the basement. I think just people walked in with some. See, the thing about cool rugs is you can't really use them. Yeah, you can't actually step on them for sure. Or you're not supposed to, at least, I don't think. But subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Main page, TV page. You already know the fucking fives. Um, Fuck, man. Uh, As always, thank you all for watching. I am your host, Clay Bonin. Francis. Or Frank. The artist formerly known as uh, Franchise Fits. What was it? Fr- Fresh Fit Franchise. Fresh Fit Franchise. Yeah. Frankie Franchise. Uh, you probably got hella nicknames, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Like Daddy Frankie. Daddy Frankie. That's, Daddy Frankie. That's my new DJ name that I've been going by. Oh, really? Really? Where are you DJing at next? Uh, I have no no scheduled dates. Okay, tight. Because we've been we've been... We got some ideas. I'll tell I'll tell you when we get off of this all podcast. Right. And we will see you all next week. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>